2: Hello and welcome to Old Time Radio, Carnival Screams Podcast. I'm Brian. I'm going to be your host as we present some of the best old-time radio programs in horror, suspense, and sci-fi genres. We'll be drawing from some of the greatest old-time radio libraries. Along the way, I'll share some of the history and information about the programs, the cast, the writers, and more. So, join us and enjoy the excitement, the fear, and the suspense of listening to old-time radio. Welcome to Old Time Radio, Carnival Screams Podcast, Season 2. This season, we're going to focus on the great detectives. This season, we'll be updating our format just a little, but we'll continue to share the history and information about the programs, cast, writers, and more. Tonight's episode is The Case of the Impolite Corpse Nero Wolf investigates the murder of a despised boss with a nasty disposition.
3: Ladies and gentlemen,
2: that phone bell means adventure.
3: Hello? Hello? The young man answering the phone is Archie Goodwin. And the mountain of a man engaged in deep thought in the oversized armchair
4: is Nero Wolfe. What was that? Somebody's going to be murdered who has no manners? Well, what do you want Nero Wolfe to do? Teach him manners? Oh. Hold on. Mr. Wolfe. Yes, Archie? We've got a prospective client. In case someone she knows gets murdered, she'd like you to do something about it.
5: Very well. However, advise her
4: <clears throat> not to get murdered herself.
5: I never take a corpse for a client.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Greatest detective in the world. <laughs>
3: Archie is so right. He is the greatest detective in the world, and the fattest, and the least energetic. He's Nero Wolfe, created by Rex Stout, and brought to you over this NBC network in a new series of adventures by Mr. Sidney Greenstreet. <laughs> Tonight, it's the case of the impolite courts. It began on a certain night at 8.40, when Walter Channing, an advertising executive, was dictating in his office to his charming secretary, Brenda Barclay. Brenda, take a memo.
6: Yes, Mr. Channing.
3: This is to be mimeographed and sent to the entire staff.
6: The entire staff, yes, sir.
7: Notice, effective at once, one-hour lunch periods will be strictly enforced. Employees will post time of departure and time of return.
8: Yes, what is it? Mr. Channing... Bennett, I'm busy. Well, I've got to see you, Mr. Channing, about this afternoon. This afternoon was unfortunate, Bennett, but it happened. I lost my temper. I'm sorry. So am I. Mr. Channing, I've been with the firm 14 years, and I... Well, because a man blows up once in 14 years...
7: Channing's office. Oh,
8: you've got to reconsider. That's all, Mr. Channing. I never reconsider, Bennett.
6: It's your wife.
8: But Mr. Channing... That will be all, Bennett. It won't be all... You can't wipe out 14 years of a man's life. Even you can't do that, Channing. It's
6: Mrs. Channing on the phone.
8: Oh. Hello? You're
7: where? That's in this building. Since when has Dr. Ellis kept evening office hours? I told you there's nothing wrong with you. No, I can't. I don't know when I'll be through. And I don't want you hanging around up here. Well, take a cab or walk. I don't care what you do. What? I can't understand you. What? What? Goodbye, Doris. Where was I?
6: Walter. Yes? You are going to reconsider about Tom Bennett, aren't you?
7: Bennett was insolent this afternoon. I won't tolerate insolence. Yes? Shine, Mr. Turning. Shine? No! What's he doing down here this time of night?
6: Half the staff's working overtime. Kelly's an enterprising shoeshine boy. Might have missed someone on his rounds this afternoon. Walter, about Tom Bennett. Forget Bennett. Look, you upset the inkwell.
7: Quick, block the stuff.
6: Yes, of course. Did any spill on you?
7: Spot up my trouser cuff. Lucky you didn't get on the carpet.
6: Walter, about Tom Bennett.
7: I told you to forget Bennett.
6: All right, Walter,
7: all right. Well, maybe you shouldn't. Maybe you'd be better off to use him as a model. A model? If he knows he's not wanted around here... He'll have the self-respect to get out. Meaning? Well, you've known for a long time you're not wanted. And you're still here.
6: How you'd like to fire me.
7: Denying that would be silly.
6: I've been with this firm 15 years in January. Employees get a bonus of stock shares after 15 years service. That's what I'm waiting for and you know it.
7: Suppose we get back to that memorandum.
6: You'd like to get me out before I collect those shares, wouldn't you? I said
7: let's get on with the memo.
6: You'd be petty enough to do it too if you knew how.
7: There may be a way. There isn't, and you know it.
6: I'm too careful. You can't fire me without cause, and I've given you no cause, Walter. Nothing you can possibly dictate one of your vicious little memorandums about.
7: Don't try my patience too far, Brenda.
6: Walter, Walter, this this can't be us talking like this, you and me hating each other.
7: (laughs) I find it remarkable there ever was anything between us except hate. Walter. I mean it. Look at you. You were flashy when I met you. You're getting flashier. That means cheaper, Brenda. Stop it. Too much lipstick. Too much rouge. Hair too bright. Dress too tight. You're trying too hard, Brenda. You're labeling yourself like a sound wagon. I wonder what it is that stops me from killing you. Cowardice, of course. Now, when you've stopped sniveling, we'll get on with a memorandum. You ready? Yes. Yes. I'm ready. Notice. In the interest of economy and efficiency, junior executives will confer in the conference room, not in private offices. Mid afternoon coffee and personal phone calls and daily shoe shines will be eliminated.
5: Your name is Barkley, Brenda Barkley. Very well, Miss Barkley. What can I do for you?
6: Mr. Wolfe, I... I don't know how to begin. Well,
4: maybe I can make this easier all around by briefing Mr. Wolfe on the Walter Channing case. Uh... Hey, that's funny. What? Violet eyes. I always thought there was something the poets made up. Archie.
5: Huh? Oh, the, Ch- the, the Channing
4: case, yes.
5: One moment, Miss Barkley. Look this way, please. Hmm? To me, and I is functional object found in mammals, birds, fish, potatoes, and horticulture.
4: Thank you. Go on, Archie. Walter Channing was the boy wonder of advertising. At 33, executive vice president of Winslow, Hart, and Straitmire. Just 24 hours ago, they found him at his desk, shot through the heart. They? Who is they? A uh, night porter and a shoeshine, boy. Is that right? Yes. Mm-hmm. He'd been dead about an hour. The bullet went through Channing, his desk chair, and lodged in the windowsill behind him. Police thought at first it was suicide. The gun, uh, thirty-eight, found it on the floor, ten feet away. No fingerprints, anyhow, no clear ones.
5: Seldom are on a gun, but you say suicide was suspected. Why
4: the gun was ten feet from the body?
6: It was the, the, the smudges.
4: Smudges, powder burns. According to the papers, he was sitting at his desk. There were no signs of a struggle. The gun was held against his chest and fired.
6: But it wasn't suicide, Mr. Wolfe. Walter Channing would never have killed himself.
4: The police have already decided that, finally, according to the evening papers. And I presume you, Miss Barkley, are a suspect.
6: No, not yet.
4: But you
5: expect to be. That's why you came to me.
6: When the police talked to her, I... Uh-huh. Doris, his wife. I've been Walter Channing's secretary for eight years. At one time, we we thought we were in love. Mrs. Channing was aware of this? yes. Oh, it was a long time ago. It was over. It was finished a long time ago, but she never believed that. Neither did Alan. Alan who? Alan Melick, head of the media department at the agency. We were going to be married when I... When Walter and I...
5: Decided you were in love. Miss Barclay. who finally decided you were not? You or Mr. Channing? He did. I see. Mr. Melick believes you did not share this change of heart. Yes. Oh, he's such a fool. I dare say, you fear Mrs. Channing or Mr. Mellick or both will reveal the fated romance?
6: You know what the papers will make of it, what the police will try to make of it.
5: Uh, Miss Barkley, did you kill Channing? No.
6: Oh, no, I swear I didn't. Oh, Mr. Wolf, I didn't. Please. For heaven's sake,
5: no tears. Archie, put her in a cab. Yes, sir. Then come up to the plant room. There are some things I want you to execute for me. Yes, sir. Women. Bah! Yes, Mr.
3: Goodwin, I'm Abe Jackson, the night porter. It was working late that night. Mr. Channing, his secretary, Mr. Bennett, Mr. Mulick, and his secretary. Uh, about 10.30, I met the shoe shine, Kelly, on Mr. Channing's floor. There was a light burning in Channing's place. We went in to turn it off, Kelly and me, and there he was, sitting at his desk, a hold as big in his chest.
4: Tell me, Mr. Bennett, did Channing have any enemies in the agency? Uh,
8: Channing was a slave, rather, Mr. Gibbon. The girls hated him, and men were afraid of him. He'd send out memos like this one around. Yeah, take a look at it. It's typical. Yeah. No coffee, no shoe shines, no office conferences. If you want my opinion, as one employee out of 150. Whoever killed Walter Channing did the rest of us a favor.
4: You're Amy Long, secretary to Alan Mealick. Now, what can you... Tell? I can
6: tell you plenty. How she jilted Mr. Mealick. Took up with Mr. Channing. Got thrown over by him. I, uh, I wouldn't go so far as to say Brenda Barkley would murder anyone. But if she did, Walter Cheney would be 1A. get his
5: shoes you? I the agency men, sir. You know, it was Jackson and me found him. Everyone else had gone and left himself, poor soul, sitting at his desk, dead. <laughs> Uh, this specimen a an straight tree orchid. Beautiful, isn't it, Mrs. Channing?
6: Hmm. Mr. Miller? Hmm. I could never quite like orchids. They have no smell,
5: you know.
3: It's pretty, all right, but tulips are more in my line, Mr. Wolf. Tulips, Mr. Mealy? I had a stand of emperors this spring.
5: Emperors, come in, Archie. Emperors, Mr. Miller?
3: That's the name of a tulip, Mr. Wolf.
5: A peasant fly. I've heard of it, of course. Archie. Mrs. Channing, Mr. Merrick, my assistant, Mr. Goodman. Mr. Goodman. Didn't know you had company.
6: Mr. Wolfe asked us here to explain why
5: Brenda Barkey is worried. And you have both agreed to respect her position?
3: Brenda
4: ought to know I'd never tell the police anything to get her into trouble. Fooly. Sir? He said fully, Mr. Merrick, meaning he doubts what you say and does not admit your right to say it. Archie,
5: Mr. Merrick, you say you would never intentionally inform on Miss Barkey. Certainly not. The tongue slips, sir. We'd expect you to guard your...
3: What? Do you think What well, I
6: started to say, you asked us here because Brenda Barclay is your client. I despise Miss Barclay. Everyone knows that and why. But I wouldn't stoop to implicating her in murder.
5: You believe her innocent, then, Mrs. Channing?
6: I believe she lacks the gumption to pull a trigger. Poison I wouldn't put past her at all. Mr. Meelik, would you be kind enough to see me home?
3: Of course, Mrs. Channing. Good day, Mr. Wolf. Good day. And Mr. Goodwin.
5: You have, I suppose, an exhaustive report from me, Archie?
4: Seven pages
5: of notes. Save them and get me a bottle of
4: beer. You're in a rosy mood. What happened? I said I would like a bottle of beer. No, you wouldn't. Archie, you better... Don't puff up about it. Those vest buttons won't stand the strain. I can't get you a bottle of beer. Why not? You ordered me to hold you to four a day.
5: I rescind the order.
4: You also ordered me not to let you rescind the order. What's the matter with you, anyhow? I've had to entertain two very dull people too long. Both those dull people are prime suspects. Mrs. Channing is a woman scorned. Malik lost his girl to the guy who was killed. I can't blame her for throwing him over. Archie, the
5: man grows tulips.
4: What? weeks. Well, give me your report. I checked the agency, everybody who was working down there the night of the murder. Also, I dropped in on Inspector Kramer at homicide. Also, I visited the morgue. Why the morgue? Because if I hadn't, you'd have said, why not the morgue? Go so on. I drew a blank there. Kramer let me look at the clothes Channing was wearing. There was an ink stain on the left trouser cuff. An ink stain? And a hole through his shirt front with plenty of powder smudge like the paper set. He was shot with a thirty-eight at point-blank range, sitting down. An impolite corpse. What? Discourteous. He didn't rise to meet
5: his murderer. That is most significant, Archie.
4: I know. I've got a theory about this case. No theories, facts, if you please. But look, Channing owned a thirty eight. That's a fact. It's disappeared. That's another fact. The murder gun was a thirty-eight with the numbers filed off, and it could be Channing's own gun.
5: Thereby proving what, Archie? That his
4: wife had access to it.
5: Your theory involves Mrs. Channing, then?
4: And Melick. She decides her husband is less trouble to her, dead than alive. A regrettable tendency of wives. Have you noticed? (laughs) And she sells Melick on the idea. Now, that wouldn't be hard. They figure to make it look like suicide, but Melick loses his head and runs, drops the gun on his way out, and... Oh.
8: You don't buy it.
5: Enough
8: of theories. The facts, Archie. Out of your notebook.
0: The future is a hefty responsibility, and not one that we take lightly. But then, taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard-to-recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy.
4: One, nine people were on the scene that night working late for one reason or another.
5: Mrs. Channing tells me he was visiting a doctor's office in the
4: same building, by the way. Two, every one of those people hated Channing. Three, here's a sample of why he wasn't popular.
5: Memorandum?
4: Dictated the night he was killed. The staff got it the next morning.
8: Hmm.
4: A whipcracker, ah, uh, Mr. Channing. Fact four, the ink stain on in his trouser cup was partly rubbed out. With what? cleaner of some kind. I didn't get the brand. Fact five, there's a spot on the carpet near Channing's chair. Spot of what? Ink, Blood? Looks like ink. It looks like ink. Well, I didn't analyze it on the spur of the moment. My chemical set isn't working so good, boss.
5: Bowie. And... Archie, I want two
4: things. Yes, sir.
5: Get over to headquarters. The police have Channing's trousers. Suggest to Inspector Kramer that he have the stain analyzed. Suggest also that the spot on the carpet be analyzed at the same time. Be around him when the information arrives. This is be kind to the police week? Pooey. I never have sought to meet the police on matters of fact. Only on interpretation. Deduction. Get going. Oh, and Archie. Yes? When you return, I should discuss upon the sanctity of Desk
4: Hood. The sanctity of what Hood?
5: Desk Hood. Now be off with you and please remember you're tracking a murderer.
4: Don't stub your toe. Good one. The thing on the carpet was a dye of some kind. Dye, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. How long will it take the lab to give you the analysis on it, Inspector? Oh, not very long. I've got the report on what was used on the trouser cuff right now, though. And? They found traces of carbon tetrachloride. Wait a minute. This goes in the notebook. A carbon tetrachloride. And something else. Goodwin, what's Wolf after? Interpretations was what he said, Inspector. You object? No. Maybe I'll get an interpretation, too. The something else was perchlorethylene. Perchlorethylene? Why, Inspector, such language. <laughs>
6: Channing's office right
5: away, Mr. Wolf. Mr. Goodwin has been to your office. Everything I need to know, he's... You've got to
6: come, Mr. Wolf.
5: Nonsense. I don't go out. My digestion disapproves of it. I disapprove of it.
6: But,
5: Mr. Goodwin, he's in danger.
6: What was that? Terrible danger. He needs you here at once.
5: Argy, danger. Let me talk to him. Please
6: come. Hurry.
5: What's happening? Hello? Barkley! Fritz, get out of the car. Bring me my wool muffler and worsted vest. See if you can find my galoshes. Confound it, I've got to go
8: out. Going up. Step to the rear of the car, please. Mister, will you please step back?
5: I'm back as far as I can go. You
8: are?
5: Elevated. Contraptions for a little man. Come, come, take me up, young man.
8: All this,
4: all that car. I'm late for a date with a blonde. 16th floor, buddy. Evening, Mr. Goodman. Good evening. I was told you were in danger. Danger? I. Mr. Wolf!
5: You what? What are you doing out, down here? Spark idea. About me being in danger? Obviously she was lying. I suspected at the time, but I fell in with her suggestion. I'm anxious to end the case. My presence
4: here is needed. Don't understand why she'd do such a thing, and why is your presence needed?
5: Six days, floor.
4: It's a matter of uh, <laughs> perspective. Uh-huh. Brenda's got a very nice perspective. She'll be around here someplace. The agency's got this whole floor. Where is? Down this corridor, next to Channing's. Well, Kramer came through on those reports from the lab. That smudge on the carpet wasn't ink, it was a dye. Powdered aniline. Brenda!
6: Oh, oh, Mr. Wolf, Hank, haven't you are here?
4: Hey, I'm here too. The
6: police, they questioned me again this afternoon. I'm so frightened, Mr. Wolf. You've got to find the murderer before they. before they. Baby, take it easy. Well... Oh, hello, Archie.
4: Hello. What's the idea of trying to pull a fast one on Mr. Wolf?
6: Well, I just had to see him. Please understand.
5: Is this Channing's
6: office?
4: Yes. You told him I was in danger.
6: Ah, at last, the place to sit down. Well, I had to tell him something to get him down here.
4: He's not happy. You comfortable there, sir?
5: Miss Barkley, come here.
6: Oh, uh, Mr. Wolfe, I can explain. I-, I thought if you were here, where it
5: happened, I mean, if you could see for yourself, then you'd... Young woman, there are many things I'd like to say to you. Oh, now, wait
4: a minute. She was scared, boss. However,
5: oh, well, I'm too short of breath to do them justice. Uh, Archie. Yes? Round up everyone concerned with this case. Right now? Including Mrs. Channing. Get them in here. Yes, sir. You help him, Miss Barkley, and close that window. Yes, Mr. Wolf. Fresh air. I've had enough today, thanks to you, to last me a lifetime. If after all that exposure <laughs> I live a lifetime. <laughs>
9: What's
4: going on here, anyhow? A tea party. Find yourself seats. Keep your knees steady. All right, Mr. Wolfe, everybody's here.
5: Mr. Shoeshine Kelly? Uh, yes, sir, yes. It was you who found the body.
3: Him and me, Mr. Wolfe. I'm Abe Jackson, a night
5: You gentlemen can help us, if you will. Oh, to be sure, Mr. Wolfe. I'd like to know the exact position of the body when you found it. Well, he was setting up. Uh, that's it, sir. Sitting up straight as you please. You'll oblige me if you'll demonstrate. Sit in the chair, please. His chair, sir. If you
4: please, Abe. Uh, you?
5: Yes.
3: Yeah. Oh no, no, not me. Not on your life.
5: Uh, there's no easy thing you ask, Mister Wolf. I, uh, but uh, I, I'll oblige you. Uh, uh, so uh, uh, it was like uh, like this, I'd say. You agree, Mister Jackson?
3: A little more to the right, maybe.
4: Yeah, that's the way he was.
5: Agreed. Uh, yes, sir. Help me with a brief recapitulation.
4: Well, um, so far as we know, Channing made no outcry.
5: Therefore, he could not have been startled by the appearance of the killer.
4: There were powder burns on the body.
5: Therefore, the gun was against Channing when it was fired.
4: His own hand couldn't have held it closer. Nobody heard the shot, probably because this officer's soundproofed. The gun that killed him was lying on the floor ten feet from the desk.
5: In the direction of flight through that door.
4: Go on, Archie. The killer was almost certainly well-known to Channing, or Channing wouldn't have let him come that close without a struggle or an alarm. Also, the killer had access to this office, another proof that he's not a stranger.
5: One more point, if I may, Archie. The killer, he or she, is present here now.
4: Quiet, everyone.
5: We come now to the point I mentioned to you last night, Archie. The point I call The Sanctity of Desk Sanctity of what?
4: Deskhood, Mrs. Jenning. Explain, Archie. Still figure it's so important?
5: Absolutely essential.
4: Well, I wrote it here somewhere. Oh. Deskhood refers to that area behind a desk where a man earns his livelihood, makes his career, builds his reputation. You
5: mean here? Where I'm sitting?
4: So long as a man sits at his desk, he enjoys a curious area of privacy. He is remarkably safe from intrusion. That's it, Mr. Wolfe
5: sanctity of desk, Think about it a moment. You'll see what I mean.
6: Nonsense. I've gone around that desk hundreds of times. I'm sure she has. Many more hundreds. If you mean what I think you mean, Mrs. Channing, you...
5: Please, lady. Mrs. Channing, when you approached your husband at his desk, what did he do? What did he... Why,
6: he stood up and...
5: He stood up. Sparkly, you agree? Yes, he'd have to stand up. At least he always did. But for his murderer, he did not. Archie, resume from your notes, please.
4: Well, whoever killed Walter Channing went around the desk without Channing rising, held a gun to his chest, and pulled the trigger.
5: Excuse me. If you will go behind the desk and stand facing Mr. Kelly, Archie...
4: Here. This door. you mean? You know the
5: angle of the body wound to the hole in the chair?
4: There wasn't any angle. One was on a straight line with the other.
5: From where you stand now, in front of Mister Kelly, if you wish to inflict an identical wound upon him, could you do it?
4: Not from where I stand. I'd have to kneel.
5: You'd have to kneel. Do so. No, please. The murder tableau. Question now: Who could kneel before Channing, get close enough to kill him from that position without alarming him in the least? Kelly. The shoe
4: shine man. Hey, hey! Wait a minute now! Shut up, you, and sit there.
5: His motive is crystal clear. The
6: memorandum.
5: Memorandum. You have a copy, Archie. In my notebook. Ah, yes. Miss Barkley, read the part which could explain Mr. Kelly's action. No, no, not, Boy, not now. The you memo know was this. all over the office. Kelly must have seen oh, it. Oh, wait a minute now. A uh, notice
6: effective at once. Yes, here it is. In the interest of economy, daily shoe shines will be
5: eliminated. That'd cut off Kelly's bread and butter.
3: Oh,
6: Kelly, I can't believe it.
5: Nor can I. What? It's obvious Kelly murdered Walter Channing.
3: Mr. Wolf, now listen, I get nothing... But that I...
5: the obvious can be too obvious.
4: Meaning what exactly? Archie? Yes, sir?
5: Brief these people on the ink-stained trousers.
4: Channing spilled ink on his trouser cut the night he was murdered. Somebody tried to clean the spot off. With what? According to the police analysis, carbon tetrachloride and perchloroethylene showed up.
5: Those non-inflammable ingredients used in many commercial cleaners.
6: Exactly what are you getting at, Mr. Wolf?
5: One moment, Mrs. Channing. Mr. Goodwin also has an analysis of the spot on the carpet behind the desk. How
4: A powder form of dye, aniline dye.
5: Used in what, perhaps?
4: Well, uh, the lab suggested a shoe dressing. I got no powder dye.
5: I, I swear I ate, Mr. Wolfe. I'm sure you haven't, Mr. Kelly. You'll find this particular type of dressing is used on women's shoes, suede shoes, usually.
4: I don't understand. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yes, Archie? If a woman... Now, suppose a a woman knelt in front of Channing to clean that ink spot off his trouser cup. That smudge could have rubbed off the tip of her shoe out of the carpet.
5: Exactly. I believe you'll find a typewriter cleaner contains tetrachloride and perchlorethylene.
4: Something else just occurred to me. That memo was sent around the morning after Channing was killed. I never thought of that.
5: True, Archie. And for only one purpose, to point
4: suspicion at Kelly. But when the police didn't take the hint...
5: Go on, Archie.
4: Why then? somebody else was brought down here, who would? Comes around to three questions, doesn't it? Who knew about the memo? Who had access to Channing's file where he kept his gun? And who made sure Nero Wolfe would see the evidence against Kelly?
5: Three questions, Archie, with one answer that spells the name of the murderess. Our own client, Brenda Barkey. Take, Archie, man. Did you like it?
4: I'm not hungry. Indeed, I suggest a tonic. That reminds me. <laughs> I had a call. You had? Doris Channing. She had some idea about my uh, explaining things to her. She found my explanation insufficient? No, but she felt it lacked the personal touch. Phew. Hand me a can of beer.
5: <laughs> However, you do have the evening off. Yes, sir. Keep out of trouble. Hmm. Doris Channing is a blonde. (laughs) That is
4: trying to keep out of trouble. In the company of a blonde who wants to. Good night, sir. Good night, Archie. Good night.
9: I have been listening to The New Adventures of Nero Wolfe, starring Sidney Greenstreet. Tonight's transcribed story by William Kendall Clark was based on the characters created by Rex Stout. This is an Edmund Fadiman program produced and directed by J. Donald Wilson. In the cast were Larry Dobkin as Archie Goodman, and Donald Morrison, Betty Lou Gerson, Bill Johnstone, Howard McNair, Mary Lansing, and Barney Phillips. Next week, at this same time, Nero, Wolf, and Archie will bring you the case of The Girl Who Cried Wolf. John Storm speaking. archie and all of our cast hope that our listeners have taken time out from this busy christmas season to help brighten some youngsters christmas day be sure to send a thing your choice of anything you think a child would like for christmas to the groups in your own town who are distributing these toy gifts to less fortunate children three chimes mean good times on nbc
0: save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app